if I could be transparent, um, for for a little bit there towards the end of my first year, I just wasn't having fun, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I wasn't having fun doing ministry, and it it become like a like a chore. It, yeah. I was stuck behind my computer all day every day. Um, and I was just doing meaningless stuff that had to get done because I have built, that was a pillow. We are back with, with Joey, and uh, today what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about Joey's heart, Joey's heart in youth ministry. I know the last episode he was on with us, it was the Valentine's Day special, and um, Dude, today... since yes. we're not, he's coming back and we're not um, asking him a story, can I tell you something? <laughs> sure. I wasn't, I had a story, but Well, you fine. tell your story, no, too. No, 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 you go first. Do well, both, This please. isn't so much a story. I mean, it kind of, there's a story that goes along with it, but I hate, one of my pet peeves is, uh, like, people who over spiritualize are like weird in public prayers i was just thinking about this and i have a story to tell about being at your group one time oh, but you know Lord. what i'm talking about like it's one time like how you pray in your prayer closet like do your thing go yeah. off but like when people are in a public setting and they try to be like extra with their prayers you know like it always starts with like a sigh like it's like <sighs> yeah they wait they're, they're quiet for too long and yeah. then they hit you with a hey god or something like that like <laughs> bro just like just pray regular dude like yeah, just pray yeah. normal i remember one time we were at your church yes. i think it was one of the first times i preached there when he said your church he's talking about me yeah norco and uh <laughs> so we're there what was the over under on that it had joke? been like 145 <laughs> yeah, yeah it wasn't long at all <laughs> always take the under anyways yeah, 100%. um we were there and i was preaching we had like our leaders meeting and you had a a big leadership team and uh you had one of your leaders pray and i remember i brought a, a group with me one of my leaders at the time jelani some of you guys who know yeah. jelani know he's just yeah. extra <laughs> so we're in the meeting and this girl she does that dude she's like <sighs> but she doesn't say she says you know how people say daddy god mm-hmm she took it like a step further yeah. that I'd never heard before. Like, Daddy God makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But she went, <clears throat> "Hey, Papa!" Oh, <laughs> she dude. called him Papa. And then, and what was what? so funny is uh, oh, Jelani and me were closing our eyes, holding hands next to the people next yeah. to us. And she says, "Hey, Papa!" We both look <laughs> at each other and open our eyes. And then the whole night goes through. We don't talk about it. He's in my car on the way home. The door closes. First thing he says, so he's like. So, Papa, <laughs> and we just went off, bro. Yeah, hey, bro. Papa. World's greatest Papa. World's greatest Papa. She, <laughs> she is no longer like that. Dude. Just, just, just a heads up. I don't know. I think Doubt once it. you're like that, you're always like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my story is what happened two weeks ago at our youth, at our Norco campus. Um, Robert, we make fun of him on the podcast, um, but he is the youth director at our Norco campus now. He used to be our sound man. He used to. Yeah. And we don't need him anymore. No now um yeah he was the guy that we were always trying to get to uh like for the single youth pastor ladies out yeah, he's there he's married and, now but now he's married i went to his wedding you did go to his and wedding. It, and yeah. the guy who did his wedding mentioned his <laughs> his wife's ex oh in the God. ceremony dude it so was, good it was hilarious it was so good. everything wow. about that wedding was bro, awesome mid ceremony he goes the group chat he said we weren't sure that. about you guys because because she was still like getting over her ex and i'm like this man is talking about her ex at their wedding but the, the just, worst part the no, worst no, no, part no, just the bus that we had the 
<laughs> bus that we took from the parking lot of your church Dude, to the wedding true. had a stripper pole. It was pole a party in the bus. Middle. Yeah. 100% it was a party bus. We're with yep. church members. Bro, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I said, that's not for balance, bro. But the, the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got any hands? Yeah, I know, dude. It was the best part is once he said that. That's my senior pastor. Once he said that, I'm in the wedding lineup Mm -hmm. and I look out to where these guys are sitting (laughs) and I just see them dying and I'm like, oh no. And you, you weren't even sitting with us, Elliot. You were like across the way. Yeah, and it was was like I was like I needed to talk to Elliot so bad. It was (laughs) it was fantastic. It was. But going back to Robert, he um. He encountered his first crazy uh, parent, and Karen. I, I, yeah, the Karen. I don't even, dude. She was something else. Mm. Um, it's just, I'm just sharing this because Joey was on the podcast, and so we're just kind of sharing another crazy youth ministry stories, just so you guys know out there, you're not the only ones. Um, hopefully, we're the only ones that this would happen to, but probably not. Um, it got to the point uh, where I was at my nephew's baseball game, and I get a text message from my wife saying, "Hey, you should show up to youth tonight." And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we just had to call the cops. Damn. I was like, oh. So I left mid-baseball They're game. Like, we need Charlie here, someone who really supports the thin blue line. <laughs> Get him in here. <laughs> uh, I left the baseball game when I showed up, and they had this lady in our foyer um, with the doors closed. We were telling students to come in through the side entrance of our, of our sanctuary. And uh, she had accused Robert of they were trying to have this conversation she had accused robert of saying that he wanted to have sex with her bro bro yeah and so i'm like you got to be kidding me and so i go robert's like freaked out about it obviously it's like that's not good yeah Um, no one likes getting caught no (laughs) wait what (laughs) what no keep going with your story bro and so I show up uh, there. The cop finally shows up about like five minutes after uh, I get there. And as soon as she starts talking to the cop, like she just like her whole demeanor changes. She was like yelling before. She was all crazy. Her her son that was a part of our youth group told my Looks wife. Looks a lot like Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh <my> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> he like tells my wife. He's like. F you, and then called her like a B word. And I'm like, bro, what is happening? The kid did? The kid did, of the mom. Like, I'm like, dude, this is, they both, he suffers with something. Um, and I think she does too. And I think they were both off their meds. Um, and then as soon as the cop showed up, her whole demeanor changed. And, oh no, I made that up about him. He didn't say he wanted to have sex with me. Wow. All this stuff, bro. And the cop was just like, this lady's cuckoo. Just and so she he escorted her off the premises. She left, and that was our, that night, bro. It dude, was and he wild. he had to like preach like five minutes later. Right? So, dude, that's the thing. And I looking back now, I should have not let him preach, but that's hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I was on my way, and mm-hmm. luckily, I mean, I had a message in my mind already that I was like, I'm gonna go in and I'll just preach. It won't be about mm-hmm. the series, but it'll be a message. Um, and then I get there, and he's like, no, I think I'm good. And, again, I should have not had him speak. Um, any accusation like that, don't have someone speak. It's Even though it's not true, it's an accusation. Yeah. Um, but he spoke, and it was funny. The funniest thing was it's probably one of the best messages I've ever heard him speak. Wow. He needs to be accused more. <laughs> That's like, dang. Last time we had Joey on the podcast, it was our Valentine's special. And today what we want to do is we just want to give Joey the floor uh, for him to be able to share his heart in youth ministry and what he is passionate about right now. So, Joey, take it away, man. 
Yeah. Um, well, hopefully this is a collective conversation. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. We'll talk the whole time. No, <laughs> just to you. We're Have done. a good night, Yeah, bro. tell us. We're all leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm approaching my second year of mm. being the full-time youth pastor at my church. And um, definitely learned a lot in that first year. And hopefully in a little bit, we can all you, got, you guys can all share about like some stuff that you learned valuable in, in your first year. And uh, maybe to some listening who have been in it for a little bit, this is kind of a callback to like, remember when you first started and, mm-hmm. and what happened then. But um, basically coming out of my first year, I could feel that something was shifting within our youth ministry. Um, and it had to do with kind of stuff that decisions that I had made, um, stuff that I was trying to do. And my first thing was taking advantage of the relationships that God has put in my life. Um, people that are above me, people that are my close friends, my best friends, but have been doing ministry longer than me and taking advantage of that. So if you're like a youth pastor and you're in this same zone where like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong, something's shifting, something's got to change, take advantage of the relationships of youth pastors that are in your life, like those around this table, um, you know, our our district youth directors and that that team, like utilize that, get coffee with them, get on a FaceTime with them and and just pick their brain, like, you know, it's take advantage of it. So I, I went into Gary's office, I sat with him and Elliot, and I was just like, man, I feel like something's going on. I feel like this is on my heart. And um, and sure enough, they were like, yeah, we feel it too. They serve in, in our youth ministry. They are just you group leaders. Like, they, yeah. they just serve and, and show up week in, week out. And, um, and so just having all cards on the table conversation like i don't know what it is but this is what what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. and basically what it had felt we had gone to israel and and gary's like take that time to really seek the lord what is it um and then uh, i'd gone to tennessee with some uh youth workers some youth pastors and kids workers um for just like a, a few day retreat in november so shout out to any of you who are on that retreat that are listening right now um, that was really just eye-opening and just getting to sit with some youth pastors that around the country, not in my area, that are just doing ministry week in, week out, um, some of them bivocational, that just, uh, you know, are, are doing the work, that are in the trenches. Mm, come you on. Know? <laughs> um, and getting to hear their perspective on somebody not in Orange County, but in in South Dakota, in New Jersey, um, in, in Florida, just, it's, it's just really refreshing, you know? And feeling like what, what the Lord was speaking to me was, um, you're just trying to do too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and these guys are, are killing it and they're, they're not trying to do too much. You're, you're trying to do too much. You're trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Um, you're trying to, uh, you know, push a new culture that just isn't going to work. Yeah. And, um, you know, in my first year, I, I kind of wanted to be, I wanted to do, I want to be groundbreaking. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was my first year. I'm like, I want to make a statement. I want to, um, you know, just do all these new things and um, reinvent youth ministry. And it just don't work, bro. Like, you can't do it. And and really not using uh, the assets that God's put before you. Mm -hmm. Like, I had great, I have great leaders and I have a great uh, set of students. Like, and I was just trying to do too much and try and do too many things um i'm a very like visual guy i I, like i feel like god speaks to me through like visuals Mm. and and these images and in just my conversations with with um with gary and elliot um i felt like 
I got this this vision of like a Roman like building with all of these pillars that were holding up th- this building. And that was our youth ministry. We had way too many pillars, mm. things trying to hold us up. We just need to knock the ones down. That It's like Jenga, bro. Like the ones that are in there, I see, dude, I'm a visual guy. It's yeah, like yeah, Jenga. Yeah. It's these ones that you can just poke out and they don't affect the structure. Yeah. So they're unnecessary. Just take them out, knock yeah. down those pillars. And that's what I felt like we were trying to do a lot of things really well. We just need to do a few things that are really important to me as the youth pastor to do those really, really well. Yeah. Develop leaders really well. Um, disciple students really well. Like, and put on a great service yeah. really mm-hmm. well. Like, create these things. Just do a few of these things really, really well. And again, that's not groundbreaking. Yeah. Right? That's just youth ministry. Yeah. And um, so coming back to this, like, this is what we need to do. These these sorts of, of pillars, just knock them down. And mm-hmm. and ever since then, since we've quote unquote um, knocked down some pillars, um, it's we've seen just a shift. If I could be transparent, um, for for a little bit there towards the end of my first year, I just wasn't having fun, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I wasn't having fun doing ministry, and it it become like a like a chore. It, yeah. I was stuck behind my computer all day every day. Um, and I was just doing meaningless stuff that had to get done because I have built, that was a pillar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since we've knocked those down, dude, I've like, dude, for like a few months, like three months, I hadn't even gone to lunch with a student. Mm. Like that's not okay. Yeah. And, and ever since then, it's, it's just been refreshing mm-hmm. knocking down those pillars. Like I don't need to put the, that time and energy into those meaningless things. If I, if you don't mind me asking, what were some of those pillars that you're like, you're talking about that you're saying like. It it was great, but it wasn't a necessity when it came to youth ministry. Yeah, um, graphic work mm-hmm. like our our Instagram and uh, our on screen stuff like yeah. videos. Uh, I mean, not to say, like if you have that stuff, like cool. But yeah. for me, yeah, like I just didn't have the capacity to to do that. And I'm a very creative guy. I do I do creative work on the side, but like it's just it was too much, mm-hmm. and I was pouring more time into that than reaching out to students than yeah and going to their games and that's what's important dude yeah and it, it can be blinding for a little bit especially when you follow other youth groups and bigger oh, youth yeah. groups that have staff for that it's uh it's so easy in youth ministry and and i'm not saying you did this uh, you personally but just you know you see it a lot and and this is what i would say is a lot of guys struggle with is um, the way things look and and it becomes so important how they think others are viewing their youth yeah. ministry yeah 100% I think it's so interesting um, just hearing this conversation because to be fair too, Joey uh, leading a youth ministry taking over after a leader like Gary yeah. and then having me and Gary um, as well as other leaders, but it's Gary and I, yeah. you know, between the two of us, three decades in youth ministry, all, all three decades are from Gary, um, but still between the two of us. Um, but I, I served as a youth pastor for seven years. And like, uh, I, to be fair, I think Gary and I tried really hard to just give Joey room to, to figure things yeah. out. But it's intimidating when yeah, you have 100%. like leaders like that on your team. Um, and I remember that conversation. I remember leading up to it, coming and 
serving at Cornerstone and, and wanting to be a youth leader and then just wanting to sit on the team, having a ton of opinions and ideas, but just sort of trying to like have conversations with you here and there. But that conversation where really we were able to lay it all out. Yeah. And uh, some of what Gary just said is like, I think a lot of that pressure and pillars uh, it was more beneficial to other people watching the youth ministry yeah. than to the students. I think that's been the biggest thing that's been different about the last few months of, of watching Joey and serving as a leader in his youth ministry is it feels fun. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a weight's lifted off of his shoulders. And I think a big part of that is who he's doing what he's doing for. Yeah. Like, I think that's been a, a big shift in his mindset is Cornerstone... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I said the wrong name for a second. We talked about that <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. But Cornerstone Youth exists for the students that attend Cornerstone yeah, Youth. Yeah, like what Gary was saying, it's you, you get to a point where you're planning and prepping for youth for other youth pastors. Yeah. And people that are like I'm when I now and I was like that, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. And we can be honest. <laughs> like but now I'm at a point where when we do s series prepping and planning and, and events like I'm not having other youth pastors in mind. I'm not thinking of you, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not thinking of other youth pastors. I'm thinking of Asher and I'm thinking mm. of Kimberly and Amy and Robbie, like my students yeah. that are gonna be there and get like that's who I'm prepping for and who I'm who's in my mind as yeah. I'm planning. Well and a practical thing in this whole conversation we're having coming back to that talk we had in the office was uh realizing that like Cornerstone Youth has a culture like the it, it the culture exists and i think sometimes our job we we should drive culture we yeah. shouldn't just let it happen because yeah. like like some groups have culture and it's bad and yeah. to say like oh it just exists like hmm. kids talk during our message that's just what happens like there are things you need to do to like drive culture yeah. mm -hmm. but like creating a whole new culture and like forcing you know like for let's just give a real practical example let's say like your group is just not feeling like jumping during worship that's not like the yeah. end of the world uh -huh. and like to to force that and like to use joey's analogy and make that a pillar sometimes it's just like not a battle worth having yep. you yeah. know um but there are cultural things that exist and i think that's what what the, the thing is the season that joey was in was not from like a bad place like right. i think his motives were incredibly good um, and he's leaning into what his strengths are. He is a creative dude. And I was sitting on these meetings and he have these really good ideas. And I think too, Joey, there's some of the ideas that you had that we will do yeah. as we get yeah. back to just sort of the foundation needed to be fixed, you know? And so there's some of those ideas that weren't bad. They're just at the wrong time. Um, and I think that's more important. Like sometimes we think a new idea is going to fix our culture, but we just got to get back to like, like you're saying, yeah. just having do you here's a big test do you enjoy your youth night yeah. like yeah. well i was gonna say are you and you said it are you having fun yes i mean a youth being a youth pastor has been so much fun the like there's been a lot of work it's been a lot of stress at times it's been super hard but it's always been fun mm -hmm. you know yeah. and and you, of course there's tough seasons but if you're not having fun in youth ministry then something's off and you need to figure out what yeah. that is and yeah. we during that time we were growing so here I am like, okay, then I'm doing something right. So I have to keep pushing and going and like, but I wasn't having fun. I, yeah. I like, it didn't feel right, but we were growing. So I was like, then we're doing it right. And I just need to, you know, buckle up. Yes. Like I just need to put yeah. my, like my instincts aside or whatever. Um, but when we got to this place, 
now we're shrinking as is our numbers we're being transparent i don't care dude like yeah, it's healthier our, though. our numbers are down but like it feels good and yeah. it goes to what ellie was talking about about culture like the, i got this visual of at the oc fair I, I grew up going to the oc fair and some of you know what i'm talking about it's a uh, a big like big hamster wheel if you go in like the fun house it's like the mirrors and then like the slide and stuff but one of the like last things is is this giant hamster wheel that's moving and you like get to jump on it and you can like run with the wheel and whatever um and that was what i was trying to like go against that wheel like the the wheel is culture the culture of cornerstone youth that's just there it's just going and i was trying to fight it it's like, dude, I, as the youth pastor, I just jump on it and run with it. And yeah. I'm bringing students on it, and we're running with that wheel. And I was just trying to make yeah. a whole new wheel. When <laughs> you steer it, and you are, there are still things that you're strategically doing, and every youth pastor should do, that you can drive culture, but to just change it and, like, force it into something. And, and, and I think what you did was you evaluated and you asked the question, should I even be doing this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and for some of that, it was like, no and later and whatever but then it, it again it's just and leaders can feel it that's the thing is yeah, yeah. And, and it the cool thing about what joey's talking about is it's is very real it's very vulnerable it's true gary and i can both attest to it um but and it didn't take long do you yeah. know what i'm saying like i yeah. think that there was a like this air of like discouragement over just how it all felt mm-hmm and even I was unsure of like, oh man, like, I wonder what's going to happen. You know, I wonder how Joey's going to respond to this. But his response was great. And he, and it didn't, it wasn't overcomplicated. It isn't like he's like, well, I want to, I want to lay this out in the future. It was just like that night we're like, cool, let's just switch things up a little bit and get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And automatically we're a few months into this switch and it just like the you can sense in the leadership the leaders love being there because joey does i remember nights bro you just had this weight on you and Mm -hmm. like you couldn't even be out with the students because you felt the weight of your message and and it was and you had to create the you know the curriculum thing that Mm -hmm. you were doing and it was just it was it felt heavy being there and And it doesn't anymore and i'm still a firm believer in, in in youth ministry that the kids care more about relationships than graphics. Hundred percent. Yep. I think it's easy to get caught up in those things. And here's the truth, you know, if we're being honest here, and, and I've tried to really teach Joey this and, and the rest of our team this and youth pastors this that any good youth pastor can get a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not any good youth pastor can disciple students. Yeah. And, and and if you want to build something that's built to last then do more than build a crowd disciple mm-hmm. students and yeah you know, i mean again we've all seen the crowd thing and it feels good in the moment but what doesn't feel good is when you have a bunch of students that were part of the crowd that just continue to follow the crowd and not yeah. the cross and yeah well and i think a big thing uh that joey's been doing is like he i feel like it felt like he was doing youth i know he said like four other youth pastors and they were watching but there was some of what was being done that felt like it was like Tuesday nights were for students and now they're with students, you know, Mm, like, and I know that sounds so cheesy or whatever, but like, it it is true. Like one of the best practical ideas, um, cause that is how Joey works. I like the way his brain works. Cause he's just, he's always running and he's got these things and ideas on whiteboards. But one thing that we did, and I'll say this and, and maybe you can explain it more, um, because I think groups could do this and it's been a huge win. He was in my office. And he was, it was after this conversation and yeah. he was like, what if we, um, 
all the best ideas for Cornerstone Youth come out of my office, apparently. It's, Let them yeah, cook. All that. But so we're in there just talking. Me, him, Carter, music, Asher, just some, you know, we're all just there. And he's like, um, I had this idea for this thing called the hot seat. Yeah. And that, I'll let Joe explain it, but that has been one of the biggest wins yeah. in Cornerstone Youth. It's just a fun little segment. But the reason it's a win is because it highlights students. And mm. students... Yeah are genuinely excited about it that yeah. like they'll ask me hey where can i be on the hot seat like and i am shocked at how great it's gone but it's because it's involving students it's yeah. not just something for them it's with them you yeah. know so to the youth pastor listening do whatever you can to if you don't do this find a way to get a student on stage <laughs> because that's gonna change everything um students love that students are whatever so it was a Tuesday morning, and I'm getting ready to go into the office. We have youth that night because we do youth on Tuesday nights. And I have this idea of doing something called a hot seat of – because Elliot is a really funny dude. You listen to this. You know Elliot. Uh, he's just quick, and it's something I admire about him. He's just he's just a quick, funny dude. And um, I wanted to utilize that. Again, utilizing leaders, something I wasn't doing for a long time was God has blessed me with some incredible leaders within my leadership team, and I wasn't utilizing them. Um, I just threw them in a small group, and I said, like, go ahead. Here's the questions, lead. Uh, but there's people on your team that have skills. Maybe it's not preaching. Maybe it's something more behind the scenes with administrative or whatever, or setting up teams and volunteers. That's just a little side note. Um, but Ellie's just a funny dude, and I wanted to give him a chance to just be that, to just go up on stage and be funny. Uh, I had this vision of him like firing off questions to a student and giving the student a chance to answer and be funny. It's There's nothing spiritual about it. It's just like a yeah. chance for a student. So we randomly select a student to go up there. And that I go into Elliot's office. I tell him, like, dude, I want you to just ask a student a series of questions and just give them a chance to answer and see what they say. Like questions like, like what are some of the questions, bro? Yeah. One of them is like make a noise that you're feeling right now. So it's like, what's your favorite color? What grade you in? That type of stuff. And then it progressively gets like, what superpower would you have? Who's the last person you texted? That's one of the best ones. Who's the last person? And and that's the thing. If you're interested in like doing this idea, you have someone that you think could do it. I could send, I just made a list of questions. I use them the same now and I'll, I'll sometimes like, add something in uh but it's very easy it's so easy and we got to the office and i told them this idea and i'm like let's shoot a promo video let's shoot it Mm. and we dude it's so simple we it's all shot on my iphone um it's it's just fast cuts of me opening a cabinet grabbing a box of matches turning off a light switch and then it's a dark room and then you just see a, a the match get struck and it's Elliot's face just glowing in the flame and he blows it out and it's so and it's hot seat comes on the, on the screen and they lose their minds and it's just a chance for these students to just be funny just these random students yeah. you didn't like you we all have those students who are like oh he would be good on stage for this but then you just get these randoms that go up there and, and they're they, the funniest they're ones. so and the, funny. the other night when I spoke, we were talking, okay, what are we going to do with the hot seat? Should Joey do it? Should, and so then we had the idea of like, well, let's highlight, let's have a student lead the hot seat. And mm-hmm. there's kid music who's just super, he's naturally funny. Yeah. And I was like, I think he'd be good for it. And he did it. And it's funny because he, he was with me the next day and he was, he genuinely asked me, he's like, so was I funny? Like what, what could I do to mm-hmm. be better? But like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a, it seems so silly or whatever, 
and but the, and that's just a practical idea of like here's something you could do yeah has no real spiritual value but it's a cultural thing yeah and it's it feels like we're doing this together mm-hmm. and and the students feel that too yeah um and we we yeah. shot the video we had fun with it we play like uh who wants to be a millionaire music track behind it like during the question so it builds this like intensity and yeah um we have a graphic and like it's just it's just fun dude it's just it's like just not a good time. in youth ministry you can't take yourself too seriously exactly you know yeah. like you enjoy it you do things with excellence for sure 100%. do things with excellence but at the end of the day uh that's what the students are going to remember is those times and those memories and like uh and then that's where you can have fun with series like we, yeah. joey still is good at graphics and and good with the, these creative ideas um, and so he's still utilizing that, mm-hmm. but there's just a different atmosphere 100%. that the whole youth ministry has. I think sometimes people, when they hear something like this, it's like going back to the basics. When someone goes back to the basics, they tend to think that they have to leave everything else behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have to. It's it's the sense of you just don't spend all of your time doing the things that don't really matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and because like, even like the video for, for the hot seat, it's like that's creative. That's funny, mm-hmm. but it's super simple. It took us super easy. 20 minutes to yeah. shoot and edit yeah. so fast. And it's those little things that students do remember. Mm-hmm. They think of that that video and they think of it and how, how funny it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the like all that stuff is, is super great. Yeah, and we still do like the like we have our invite night March fourteenth. It's mm-hmm. like the room the the night we're we're challenging them to bring friends to fill the room, um, and that that's important. We want to you know, at the uh, the heart of discipleship is evangelism, getting them to a place mm-hmm. where they're like, I love Jesus so much, I need my friends to know Jesus yeah. and, and love Huge. him as much as I do. So we give them that opportunity, but like. That's not the main thing. Yeah, it bro. doesn't feel like a loss. I think that's the biggest thing too. Is like you show up to a youth night, and, and youth is seasonal. Like so, mm-hmm. there are the ups and downs. Yeah. And so if it's always about hitting a new metric numerically, those are cool wins. But if that's all that it's ever about, yeah, then you're gonna feel discouraged. Yeah. But you're when it's question you're calling every week, bro. and I think that's the best thing is like it's like it just feels healthier showing up to Cornerstone because it's like it's about honoring the ones that do show up. Yeah, you know. And just remember, I know we say it and it's so cliche, but like, oh, we get to do this. And yeah. that's for real. We, yeah. we get to do this. This is a fun season of life. Who knows how long we'll be in it. Um, and we might as well enjoy it, you know? Yeah. No, that's huge. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Dude, Joey, thank you so much, man, for being on the podcast. Thanks for sharing your heart. Yeah, of um, I think that's something a lot of people, and I know I've struggled with that um, in ministry from time to time. I, I think it, I think it's some, a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, man, thank you so much, Gary. It's always a pleasure to be on the podcast with you. Yep. Same thing with you, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, actually, sometimes not. Whatever, dude. Um, but yeah, guys, hey, if you have any questions on anything said uh, today, I encourage you guys, hey, reach out to Joey on Instagram. Joey, what is your Instagram handle? It is at joey.underscore. <laughs> joey.underscore. So reach out to him if you guys have any questions on anything he said today. But other than that, we will catch you on the next podcast. See you.